0: Welcome back. I'm happy to share episode 5 today. In previous episodes, I've talked about our mind map and the need to update it. To begin today, I'd like to give you a brief summary of the four main points. The first point is time, and specifically the effect of our future on our present, known as retrocausality. The second point is that what we call our consciousness is not in our brain but elsewhere, in what we call the quantum field, giving us access to an infinite and unsuspected source of information. The third point is that nothing happens in our microscopic reality without an origin in the quantum field and vice versa. And fourth, we are constantly informing this field. Every gesture we make leaves a trace of our state of being in it. As a result, the quantum field continually reflects back to us an image of who we are in the form of our life experience. This mechanism is an expression of the creative power of Homo sapiens, which gives the species i.e. each of us, a responsibility towards living beings and the planet. The development of creative power is a never-ending dynamic between learning new things and experiencing them. It's only when you've put the experience into your body that you can say you've really learned something. I suggest that we continue on this path by exploring what we call attention. This is attention with an A, not intention. It takes a certain amount of energy to activate our attention. We're going to look at two types of attention. Simply put, we'll call them first and second attention. Our first attention is our usual attention. We use it all the time in our daily life. This attention to situations can be strong or weak. For example, Following the route we take every morning to get to work or school requires little attention and we put ourselves on autopilot. On the other hand, when we need to cross the street, we turn off the autopilot and increase our attention for a few moments. Or When we finish a job to keep a commitment, we give it our full attention. We mobilize to give the best of ourselves. Our first attention is the energy we use to interact with our environment in our daily lives. We use it without thinking, and it's what keeps our world the way it is. Our first attention consults our mental map and chooses what seems important or not. It interacts with us through our narrative, the story we tell ourselves, consciously or unconsciously, basically, This story is the story of the role we're playing. It's omnipresent. It dominates our narrative. It tells us what to do and what not to do. And it consumes our energy. Our second attention is very different. Second attention is what connects us to the invisible. It manifests through our emotions and our intuitive intelligence, sometimes through our dreams and the synchronicities we observe, it is usually fleeting and it doesn't intrude, it speaks softly. How many times have you been intrigued by an intuition, a dream or a synchronicity? And how often have you found that you didn't know what to do with the information? Then we realize that we don't have the right mental map as if there are holes in our description of our life experience. When it wakes up one day, our second attention questions what we've always been taught. It is interested in direct perception of the information that surrounds us without the filter of words and their agreed upon meanings. It gives us access to subjective knowledge, allowing us to know things without the need of, for explanations. Our second attention is in the realm of poetry, dreams, vibrations, and intuition. Our second attention recreates the mystery around us and re-enchants our lives. I think this is a good time to tell you about the allegory of the bird of freedom. The bird of freedom has been poetically described by a line of shamans whose origins go back to ancient Mexico. This allegory, to be listened to with the heart and not with the head, is inspired by a poem by John of the Cross, a Spanish mystic of the 16th century. Here we go. There are five characteristics of a bird of freedom. It always flies high, it tolerates no company, not even its own kind, its beak points to the stars, its color is indefinable, and it sings softly. This bird of freedom flies in large circles, regularly over each of us, offering us to take us under its wing. If we don't pay attention, it eventually gets bored and never flies again. In fact, This bird of freedom is always there. In childhood, we're all very aware of it. But as we grow older, we're the ones who can close ourselves off to its messages. Think of this bird as a metaphor for a new interlocutor. Let's call it our heightened awareness, our heightened consciousness. It gives us access to direct knowledge and guides us along the path. But beware, its passage is like that of a soap bubble. It's there, and in a second, it's gone. This heightened awareness is our second attention. Plato can also help us clarify what these two attentions are with his allegory of the cave. He tells us that we are all immersed in a dark cave, that what we perceive as reality is actually an illusion, We perceive only the shadows cast before our eyes by a being standing behind us. We can assume that this being behind us is our ego, filtering the energy of the quantum field. It presents us with its own interpretation of the energy circulating around us or the information we are bathing in, if you will. It only gives us access to the consensus of the first attention The consensus that has been decreed by the lineage of our ancestors since the beginning of time. An unchanging consensus because whoever tries to change it is immediately stopped by the hardness of the perceived world. A hardness reinforced by our senses and our beliefs. On the other hand, the moment to decide to leave the cave for fresh air, I become one with the energy. I become one with the science space of wisdom. This is the encounter with the second attention. To summarize this episode, I'm going to focus on two suggestions that you may choose to follow. The first suggestion is to identify the peculiarities of the narrative created by each attention in order to recognize them. For example, The messages of our first attention are articulate and clear. I will do this or that, I must, I must not, or I know, I don't know. On the other hand, the messages from our second attention are much more subtle. Something attracts or bothers me, and I'm not quite sure what. My intuition suggests something, but in such a slight way that I ignore it, I observe a synchronicity, but I don't understand its meaning, and so on. You'll soon notice the differences in your story between primary and secondary attentions. The second suggestion is to take the first step toward integrating second attention into our storytelling. We can start with very simple things. For instance... When faced with an unusual situation, you can say to yourself, well, there is no such thing as coincidence, or notice the manifestation of the future in your life. It's a way of welcoming the mystery without trying to understand it. This is how we get used to walking on our two feet. In other words, interacting with our two minds. Another way of describing this is that our first attention comes from a conversation with our ego. Our second attention comes from a conversation with our superior consciousness or heightened consciousness. By the way, our ego doesn't like this idea of heightened awareness at all and sees it as a threat to its supremacy, expected to take a stand against it. In fact, it may already be doing so, as you listen to this episode. This heightened consciousness is indeed a dimension of my being, but at the same time, it is infinitely greater than I am, so it must be approached with respect and humility. If I'm not mistaken, Homo sapiens is the only living form on this planet that has access to this heightened consciousness, that gives us the mission to develop it, And the responsibility to use it to care for other life forms. It's time to think about that beautiful phrase attributed to Aristotle that I mentioned earlier when he told us that knowledge is only a rumor until it's experienced. It's up to you to use your discernment to see what makes sense to you and what makes sense to you in the moment will resonate with your inner self And that's the only validation you can expect and the past you can explore for yourself. That's it. We're at the end of this episode. The next uh, podcast will explore action in the future and action in the past. I'll see you soon for the rest as you continue to find inspiration to move forward on your own journey. And if you like it, don't hesitate to visit www.quantumchill.com Follow me here or on Instagram at quantum__trail and why not forward one of these links to your friends. See you next time, bye!